This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. What's up, America? So this week is a big week in the NFL. We ain't talking about the NBA too much. We'll get that. We'll talk about them a little later. But it's all about the NFL. Free agency has already started, and it hasn't even started officially yet. You have Russell Wilson leaving. You got Khalil Mack, return of the Mack, in L.A. And you have Carson Wentz being the head, being the commander in Washington, D.C., but we'll get into all of that. So it's a three-headed show. I got three guests. The first being my guy, Cam. He is a diehard, diehard Broncos fan. He also works for the team. So we're getting some of that inside information on how the building is feeling about this trade. If you don't know, if you've been under a rock, Russell Wilson, future Hall of Famer, leave Seattle, gets to Denver, and the trade was one of the biggest trades in NFL history. The Denver Broncos get a fourth-round pick. They get Russell Wilson. In exchange, the Seahawks get Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. They get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. This is one of the biggest trades in NFL history. In terms of moving players, this is the biggest. Since the uh, Herschel Walker trade back in the 90s and 80s. So welcome, Cam, to the show. Thank you for coming on to the show. Had to ask you quickly to come on the show, but I'm glad you was able to have some time for me on the show. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So let's get into it. Sure. You saw it. Adam Schefter puts it out on Twitter. You probably was either in the office or at home. What was your immediate thoughts on the Russell Wilson trade? Yeah, man. Like, it was really crazy. Um, I was in the, in the ticket office at the time. Um, and, you know, obviously we had gotten the news about Rodgers like two hours before. So, right. <laughs> I, I personally never really got my hopes up. Um, but then you know, two hours later, seeing that we got Russell Wilson, I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, the buzz uh, just amongst, you know, us, you know, people in the office was was exciting, man, just to know that, you know, we pulled off, you know, a trade just like this for, for a superstar quarterback, um, something that we have needed for a, a long time uh, since since the last Super Bowl, so. It was awesome, man, to, to know we got ourselves, like you said, a future Hall of Famer. It's, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I, I would imagine because, you know, your guy, one of the, you know, young guys on the team, Jerry Judy, seen the 
the Aaron Rodgers contract extension was pissed. And then two hours later, he was like, <laughs> hey, we lit. <laughs> right. He, uh, I mean, that's a, that comes from pretty much everybody. Like, you know, we, we was a little bummed in the morning, nine, nine o'clock, nine 15 in the morning. And then two hours later to get that news, like, you know, people cheering, high-fiving, you know, knowing we given ourselves a chance to know, get back in that uh, championship contention. So um, it was a great, great week for Broncos country. That's for sure. That is for sure. I mean, um, you guys are getting a quarterback that's still in his prime, no injury history, unlike you guys getting Peyton, you know, the neck was still somewhat of an uh, something that you had to see when he actually played on the field to see if there was any lingering effects. So, but this is what you guys do. Um, you know, you guys don't draft quarterbacks, you trade for them. John Elway, Peyton Manning, Russell, Jake Plummer, you can go on and on and on. When the Denver Broncos are successful is because they went out and got themselves a quarterback either through free agency or via trade. Um, so for you guys, for you especially, Cam, what is the expectations for Russ? I mean, for the amount of years that he'll be there, we presume, we presume what, about five to seven years. What is your expectations for Russ and this team? Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome just like as as a fan to to have that excitement, you know, about having Russ and knowing it's going to give us a real chance to compete. You know, I I'd like to think we're going to be able to compete more in our division now. You know, we we really struggled, right. you know, with the Chiefs and the Raiders, especially these past you know few years. So you know, our the AFC West is loaded, um, but I think you know he gives us a chance to go out there and compete to win a division you know, get back in the playoffs after a while, you know, I mean, you don't make this trade, you know, without, you know, expecting to get to the playoffs and compete for, for titles every year. I mean, that's right. why you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson. So first, you know, first step is competing in our division a little bit better than we have been, because that's certainly been a challenge for us recently. Um, right. And then, you know, get into the playoffs and, and see if we can make a run, but uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. Now, history is on y'all side for a little bit. I mean, the last two years, new quarterback situation, and those teams go to the Super Bowl and win it, where you have Matthew Stafford via trade heading to the Los Angeles Rams or Tom Brady leaving New England and heading to Tampa Bay. They um, gained immediate success and immediate dividends for their signings. Yep. If Russell, if, if we're looking back five, seven years from now, and you guys don't get to a Super Bowl or ultimately win one, do you think it will be a failure? No, man, it's, it's, it's hard in the NFL to win and get to the Super Bowl. I mean, so many things have to break right and go right. in your favor just to even, just to even get there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I certainly would hope we're going to be in the playoffs and be able to compete and make a run for a Super Bowl. I mean, that's what, certainly we're all about um, right. but I wouldn't consider it a failure man we we've gone through some tough years here um, but it's just it's just so difficult to to get to the Super Bowl you know just last year who would have thought you know the Bengals getting there right right <laughs> no one no <laughs> yeah, one nobody thought the Bengals were going to get there and then you know they got hot and they made a run and you know they made it and they were close to, to pulling it off so you know I, I don't consider it a failure it's hard to win in the league right you know, we you know not only do we have Russ coming in for the first time, but we basically got a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, the whole regime well, is uplifted. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're gonna need some time to gel um, and and kind of mesh as a as a whole 
team at this point, coaches and players. So, you know, it may take a little bit of time, but, you know, we're along for, as a fan, I'm along for the ride, man. We got some good years ahead. Right. I mean, you've been through the ups and downs. You saw Jake Plummer. You've seen, obviously, Peyton Manning. You've seen everything since Peyton Manning up until okay. now, Russell Wilson. So you've been on both spectrums, right? You've been at the top of the draft. You've also been at the bottom of the draft. Um, you know, free agency is this week. You have a bunch of players that are going to be out in the market. My guess is there's going to be some that look at the Denver Broncos as a possible destination. Yes, the AFC West is loaded. You have Khalil Mack heading there. You all obviously have the best quarterbacks in one division in all of football with Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and, and Justin Herbert. So for me, a question I have for you is, what are your thoughts on free agency? What is a what are some of the positions that you're looking at that you you guys might need to add or improve to become, you know, one of those teams in late December, early January? Yeah, I mean, put all my faith in our GM. Obviously, he's, he's done a great job. Um, right. Just as a fan, like looking looking at the the last, you know, couple of Super Bowls, I feel like those those Super Bowls have come down to the trenches, like O-line and D-line, basically yep. like you know, determine the game. So now that we got the QB, which is obviously our, our number one uh, need at the time, um, I feel like it's all about locking down those trenches and like building up O-line and D-line to make sure that, you know, we can control the game, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So, you know, obviously <laughs> we had to trade the legend, Vaughn, in the middle of the season. Which right. Is um, so we obviously would love to get some some rushers in there on the D line and, and kind of solidify the front seven and then, you know, continue to build that O line that obviously was a, a point, you know, when Russ was in Seattle, you know, he didn't right. really have that, that uh, protection that he would have liked, I guess. So can't make that mistake here. You know, we got to focus on the trenches probably, and we'll see how it shakes out. I never, I never like hope for a specific player. Okay. Um, you know, I just, I see how it shakes out. <laughs> see how it goes but you know I'd hope that we'll uh we'll focus on the trenches right I mean you saw it in the Super Bowl the the last play was a fourth and one you know the best defensive player in the world you know Aaron Donald versus you know um the Bengals offensive line and it was no match it was no contest right um he won the Super Bowl right then and there wanted to end the game right then and there um now you did bring up a you know a person you know Vaughn Miller the legend, top five Bronco of all time. I don't think that's just, you know, you know, debated. This man is a free agent, just like yeah. a bunch of other players. So, you know, <laughs> it seems like the, the, the you know, the, the, it, you know, it might come together. What are your thoughts on, <laughs> hey, y'all send him out there. You say, hey, I'm going to send you to L.A., get some sunshine, get a ring. But, you know, you're going to be a free <laughs> agent. What are your thoughts on? potentially having Vaughn Miller back because there is some interest. You see his Instagram. I know you still follow him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I still follow him, man. He's a, uh, he's definitely living the life, obviously Super Bowl champ times two now. So, I mean, it'd be dope for the city, right? It'd be dope for the city. Um, Denver, Denver loves Vaughn. Um, he obviously is a legend, you know, top one of the top Broncos literally of all time. So It'd be cool to see, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. Um, if we got him back in orange and blue, I mean, that would be 
the craziest like trade of all time, basically to, right. to trade him away, let him go win a Super Bowl, and then he come right back. I mean, you really can't write that. Um, we'll see how it goes, um, but I and I certainly just because he's an amazing player, an amazing person. You know, he's done so much in the community out here. It'd be great to have him back. You know, in the organization. You know, coming home, but uh, it's Von Miller, man. I feel like every team would want him. So who knows what's going to actually happen? Okay, okay. I understand that. And, you know, I appreciate you talking about that. I got some breaking news for you right now. Oh, man. Right. Breaking news just hit the, 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 um, the, the social media place. Oh, Tom boy. Brady announces that he's no longer retired and he's coming back for a 23rd season. Immediate oh. reaction. What? <laughs> right. Are you, are you serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. Tom Brady is now retired for only 40 days and he's coming back for a 23rd season. What? Why? <laughs> Man, the, the goat is back, I guess. Um, that's crazy. I mean, I guess people were saying that he might not stay retired, but uh, I, hey, he's a competitor, man. I'm not, I guess I'm not that surprised that he, uh, had some had some trouble walking away. I mean, wow, that makes everything more interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, this guy just—he's like Michael Myers, man. He just don't die. He just, he just don't, don't, man. He just don't die. It's it's hard to bet against TB. You know, it's hard to bet against TB when he is playing. I feel like he's the odds-on favorite. Um, right. Until until proven otherwise, which obviously the Rams, they got him this year. But I mean that changes a lot, man. I mean the Bucks they just went from needing a quarterback to not needing one, so that right. that quarterback market gets a little bit thinner. And, right, um, and I, I agree, and I think a big piece of that is, you know, Tom Brady now just shifts the whole balance of the NFC back to what it was previously. So a bunch of decisions are going to be made just because Tom Brady is now back in the fold. Um, I'm, I'm like, as a New York Jets fan, I am sick to my stomach hearing this. this, oh, man. this At least he's not in the uh, AFC East anymore. But now but, I mean, yeah, but, but like there's only two teams that I've seen that have had routine um, routine uh, success against Tom Brady. And those two teams are Denver and the yeah. Ravens. Everybody else gets smoked. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Right. Like, when Peyton Manning finally got a defense in Denver, it was good night. Like, Tom Brady couldn't touch him. And then and then the Ravens now, and now the Ravens also had success with him. So, I'm just, um, I'm flabbergasted by this news. But, you know, we, we're here to talk about the Broncos. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't believe Tom Brady's really back. Um mm. But with that being said, um, for you next season, what is your kind of like realistic expectations for this team before I get you out of here? I feel like we got to make the playoffs. Like okay. We got to make the playoffs. I mean, like you don't make that trade without having having the designs of, of being in the playoffs. So uh, that's a good first step for us after, you know, a few tough years is got to make the playoffs. Um, I'd love to end our losing streak against Kansas City. Um, you know, 13 games in a row against your arch rival is 
I mean, just brutal. <laughs> right, right, right. Think. Um, so got to make the playoffs. Would love to, you know, get a get a playoff win. I mean, we got a really young team, and and pretty much nobody on our roster really has, you know, playoff experience. Maybe outside of Russell. Um, right, right, right. That so, you know, it's it's hard to make those runs in the playoffs when you when you've never been there. Um, right. So you know. It'd be awesome to, to make the playoffs, um, try to do some damage, get our guys some experience in those bigger games and uh, start start climbing our way back in the in the AFC West. So love to be playing some some January ball, you know, late January next year. That would be that would be awesome. So we just had the first person to come on the show. My first guest, we had Cam. We talked about obviously Tom Brady, but more importantly, Russell Wilson and that AFC West. Another trade happened. Khalil Mack, return of the Mack. He's heading to LA. Chicago Bears, Khalil Mack is getting to go to the San Diego, no, not the San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers for a second round pick and a bunch of other whack stuff. I don't don't get it. But now you have the best pass rushing potentially in football with Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Justin Fields. Oh, that... That field look real, real nightmarish with, with the weapons around him right now. But the offseason hasn't started yet officially, so we'll see what happens. But I got another guy, my guy Sam, talking about the Chicago Bears and what's going on with that franchise and his thoughts on this trade. So, Sam, my brother, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you having me. No problem. I, I'm going to just get right to it. Tom Brady's unretired it took 40 days this man's unretired <laughs> what is your thoughts man no i mean i seen it coming i hate to say i mean the reports were out there about him wanting to be in san fran it, my, my thing on it is if he knew he was going to come back and the door wasn't officially closed then why not just i guess force your way out of tampa bay Right now, you're right. the franchise not you know the, the franchise gets kind of yanked on this roller coaster you know He's retired, then he's not retired, and obviously, like, now, does he come back to Tampa Bay? Does he come back and force his way out? It's a whole sticky situation. It, it's 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 Brett Favre, right? And Yeah, it's literally Brett Favre. It is. I, I would have hoped that Brady was, I'm not going to say above that, but above that, right? Yes, yeah, above that, yes. That, that, that Favre saga was not fun. Um, nope. I mean, it was probably fun for you. You're right, exactly. I mean, me being a Bears fan, hell yeah, get his get his ass out of Green Bay. But um, you know, for the media it was fun, but like for the fans, it's like, all right, bro, like we just kind of grew tired of it. Right. Not saying Brady's gonna be that because Favre did that for a couple off seasons, but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, right? Like, does Tampa Bay welcome him back with open arms? Does he force his way out? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think he should stay. I don't think he yeah, I'd I, I like to see him stay. But we're going to see in the next couple uh, couple days, though. But it definitely is, is crazy news. Yeah, I think it was very interesting when he planned it, right? Like, he did it the Sunday before free agency week officially began. So mm-hmm. you have teams now thinking about, hey, this is what our team is going to look like. And then, you know, um, now town baby about this so like guys like ryan jensen call banks um you obviously have been able to keep chris godwin um oj howard is a free agent a lot of these guys are free agents so now they're like well 
shoot, we 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 gotta you know make some moves. But I think to your point about him going to San Francisco in his on his Twitter and his Instagram, he said, "I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa." So it looks like oh okay right now no, that he's trying that. to he's That's trying to put. Yeah, he's trying to stay put. But before we get into the Bears and the Khalil Mack, I just got one thing to say about this Tom Brady. Deshaun Watson, you need to get to New Orleans. Period. Oh, oh, I'm man. not having this. His, this dude can't get eight. He can't get Ocho. The only Ocho I know is Ocho Cinco. His brother, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, get to New Orleans. I don't want you in Carolina because they sorry. I don't want you in Seattle because they're going to be sorry. Get to New Orleans. That's all I'm gonna say. That'd be that that that'd be a, a power move. Um, right. I mean, you sure. said power moves. Thank thank you for segueing to me that about yeah. power moves. So there was a power move that happened. The Los Angeles Chargers, the Chicago Bears made a trade, sending Khalil Mack to LA for a second round pick and another, you know, mid tier uh, round pick. You was there, obviously. You've been a best man. You went through all of it. You was there mm-hmm. when you got Khalil Mack, and now you see him get traded traded away. What's your thoughts on this trade? <sighs> that those are my thoughts. Nah, um, I mean it's 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 a it's, it's rough being a best fan, man. It's, it's <laughs> the front office is is just sometimes so. They, they just seem so inept, right, at what they're doing. And granted, they have a new front office now, so, you know, it, it's too early to call, call it and say, you know, they don't know what they're doing. I would have definitely liked to have seen Mac, uh, us get more back for him, right? Like, if you get a second and a sixth rounder, um, I mean, and this is when healthy, one of the top pass rushers of this generation, in my opinion. Right. Um, you know, again, when healthy, I know lately he's been going through some injury stuff, but I mean, to let him go for a second and a six, like not even get a back a returning player, at least, um, I would have liked to see us get back a starter of some sort, like so a second and six and a starter or just a first and a sixth, right? I would have been cool with that, but I don't know if it's enough value, uh, to, to, especially considering what we gave up for him. I mean, granted that was four years ago or so, but, um, I mean, well, we gave up two firsts and like fourth or so it was, it was a lot um definitely would like to see us get more back for, for a player of his caliber that was unfortunate to see him walk yeah I but, think that, oh. no no I was, I was gonna say but i mean i'm definitely i mean excited to see him and bolsa together that's gonna be a crazy uh crazy crazy uh parent right there but it's it's, it's unfortunate that we couldn't get get it done with him because he was especially in me his prime it was him and aaron donald right yeah it was, was, was players it was, in the it was, league um in, in his prime and you know with guys like that you got to take advantage and we, we just dropped the ball on every other aspect of the team right quarterback our weapons coaching other GM moves defensively like we just dropped the ball everywhere else and he continued to produce until he wasn't and then we, we, we let him go for you know hopefully a a contributor to the team and then someone who might not even make the 53 man roster in the six round pick so yeah, hard to be the Bears fan. Pretty like EA, EA, EA. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.
Now let's talk about free agency and the moves that have been made. Now I'm thinking, you know, certain teams have won so far. Certain teams haven't won. Certain players have won. Certain players haven't won. There's still moves to be made. Free agency just started officially. The tampering period started at 12 o'clock on Monday. So there has been moves fast and furious. Now let's talk about the winners. In my opinion, it is clear that the team that has won is my New York Jets. We have dominated free agency. We ain't pay nobody exorbitant dollars. We got needs of positions that we crucially have had issues with. And more importantly, we got character guys. Now, you're probably wondering, well, who did we get? We got CJ Uzama from the Cincinnati Bengals, the security blanket. Joe Burrow's going to miss him. Tight end, can play really well. Great blocker and receiving tight end. Then you add Lincoln Thomason, a Pro Bowl guard that's going to be playing right guard, has known the system in San Francisco, doesn't have to uh, change what he's known in terms of the playbook. We got DJ Reed. He's a dog. He, he's 5'9", but he plays like he's 6'4". Dominant corner on the left side. He's going to be able to play man coverage, zone coverage, doesn't really matter. Then you add my guy, Jordan Whitehead, the strong safety from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This guy's a thumper. And you add all these pieces and you look around and the prices have not been exorbitant dollars. Now, would I have liked to have my guy, um, Marcus Williams? Of course. But I think overall, you add those pieces, you re-sign Baxton Burials, bring, bring back Tevin Coleman, and you're creating something here. Now, the team that is losing, I don't care. The Jacksonville Jaguars are losing. They're flat out losing. They've been spending money out the yin-yang. They've been spending money out the yin-yang, giving money to Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Brandon Sheriff, Foley, Fiduce, like, come on, bro. Y'all been spending money like y'all ain't got no goddamn sense. And out of all the players that's there, and I like Foley because he's from the Jets, but the only guy that I would have gave money to out of that list I just gave y'all is Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff is one of the best guards in the football. Now, he got a big deal, and deservingly so, but he's also injury-prone, so you have to pay a little bit more to get him. But Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, y'all gave all this money to these three guys, and y'all still have one of the worst receiving cores in the league. Let that sink in. They gave all this money to all these guys, and they don't have one of the best receiving cores in the league. Now, to me, the person that has one free agency by landslide is Christian Kirk. The man got a four-year, $84 million contract. No thousand-yard seasons, no Pro Bowls. And this man is making the third most in wide receiver money in the NFL. 
Number one, Julio Jones, and we know who what he represents. And number two is DeAndre Hopkins. Let's not talk about him and his master classes that he put on every Sunday. But Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, are you serious? The only Kirk I'm giving that kind of money to is Kirk Franklin. That's it. Good grief. Are you goddamn serious? Man, I'm so disgusted with the Jaguars. That's why y'all are one of the most inept franchises in the last 25 plus years. Bulk, the GM for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I see why Brian Leffers didn't want to work with you. Because you ain't got no goddamn sense. Guys like DeAndre, guys like D. Adams, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, guys like these receivers that are coming up on deals like DK Metcalf, and the list goes on and on. They're about to get 30 million. Because Devontae Adams saw what Christian Kirk got, and the Packers tried to offer him 23 million. <laughs> and he said, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna need 30. <laughs> Give me that 390, 60 million fully guaranteed, 54 as signing, something like that. Because Christian Kirk just destroyed the balance of money being doled out to these receivers. Kind of reminds me of when the Rams gave money to Ty Gurley two years too early. But we still got a lot of free agents right now that still haven't been signed. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, Evan Ingram, all over 30, but they'll be signed. Um, I think also another loser in all of this is the Chicago Bears. Lord, they've been bad. They lost Khalil Mack. They lost uh, their right guard, James Daniels. They haven't gotten anybody. And also, on back on the wide receiver front, the best wide receiver on the free agency market is still out there, Allen Robinson. And he's probably like, bro, I'm going to need 22. I'm going to need 22. So free agency is fast and furious. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have done well because they've addressed their offensive line, getting people at the yin-yang to play for Joe Burrow. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have also won because – Tom Brady now is back, but more importantly, they was able to get Ryan Jensen. They was also able to get back Carlton Davis. They got Chris Godwin back. So you add all these pieces back, Gronk will probably be back in the fold moving forward. And they got um, Russell Gage out of Atlanta. So you added all these pieces. I think they've done well as well. So we'll see what happens. Now, another story I want to get into is the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, people. Deshaun Watson will be on a new team by the end of this weekend. You can book it. The teams right now, you have everybody in the, in the NFC South but the Bucks. So the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, you got the Cleveland Browns. And we don't know other teams. Now, Deshaun Watson, if you don't know yet, has met with every team in the NFC South other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's looking to meet with the Atlanta Falcons 
today. So today he's going to meet with them. He's also met with the Cleveland Browns as of yesterday. Right now, according to reports, it looks like the New Orleans Saints are in the driver's seat. New Orleans Saints are in the driver's seat. And I think, to me, if I was Deshaun Watson, it would either be Atlanta Falcons or the New Orleans Saints. You know why? Because I don't trust Cleveland to continue to keep a roster around me because Cleveland is Cleveland. And the Carolina Panthers, no, I'm not going there. That team trash. So, you're probably thinking, well, the Falcons are trash. Yeah, but they got one of the best owners in all the sports, Arthur Blank. So, I believe you've seen what he's done with Matt Ryan. He's been able to give Matt Ryan a slew of reference since the day he stepped on the field in Atlanta. So, you have that in combination with the city of Atlanta, where he's from, family. I think right now he needs to be around some family. And more importantly than that, from a football perspective, Atlanta will do everything in their power to get back to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. So if I was him, I would go New Orleans, number one, because we know the elephant in the room, Sean Payne will be back. If they get to Sean Watson, Sean Payne will be back next season. I'm just letting y'all know. And also, the next team would be, in my opinion, Atlanta Falcons. I'm not going to Cleveland, and I'm not going to goddamn Carolina Panthers, even though I think Carolina will offer the most, but the no-trade clause in Deshaun Watson's contract allows him to dictate where he's going to go. So we've been having a guest on for every single segment of this show. And to end the show, we're going to have another guest. We started off with Cam. Then we have my boy Sam. And now we're going to have my other boy Cam talk about the Commanders. Not the Commodores, the Commanders. Now, Cam is a diehard fan. He's been on the show a couple of times. He's seen the Carson Wentz trade. So I told him he got to come on this show so I can get his reaction. He's had time now to digest what his team the commanders just did to look to improve upon themselves for next season. What's up, bro? How you doing? What's good? What's good, man? Thank you again for having me back. Happy to be here. No problem, man. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, before we get into the wins trade, I got to get your thoughts on Tom Brady coming back for a 23rd season in Tampa Bay trying to get another Super Bowl. I mean, you know, uh, I don't think anybody is that surprised. Um, I think, you know, when you read the statement that he wrote when he was announcing his retirement in air quotes, right, he didn't even use the word retired. Like, he couldn't even bring himself to say that that's what he was. Mm -hmm. um, so so I, don't, I don't know if he was ever fully there. Uh, truthfully, I think it was. I think it was tactical. I think I think Tom wanted to see what does the league do if they think I'm not here. So he watched all these quarterbacks get shuffled around. He watched teams. He, he watched the Cowboys release Amari Cooper. He's seeing all this stuff going on. He's like, 
yeah, no, I'd be foolish to walk away from this because I can, like, we can go right back. We can run it back exactly with what we had, and we're going to get right back to where we were. So, you know, um, I know folks talk about his, his, his family and things of that nature, but when it comes to the profession of football, it didn't make a lot of sense for Tom Brady to step away, given what he had just done. And so I'm not surprised that he's back. Right. He, what, led the league in passing yards, was second in MVP voting. A guy like that typically doesn't retire. So I'm not surprised yep. that he is coming back. But I really, 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 really wish that he had stayed retired. But let's just call it what it is. He started this whole retirement life. He saw he had them bad kids. And then on top of that, he saw these gas prices. So he was like, now nah, I'm going back to the NFL. That's, that's just what it is. That's just call it what it is. He started, he started being oh, around his man. kids and he was like, nah, this whole TikTok, IG thing, this ain't me. This whole going around, and I don't know if you saw him um, at the soccer game, but uh, I, I think did. Ronaldo, I did. right, who asked him, hey, are yep. you really done? And he was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> right right and now you know that's probably going to be the thing that surfaces all over sports media for the next week um and i think it was very tactical that he does this on the sunday knowing that free agency starts on on this week so players like ryan jensen players like Carm banks um and right. um, yeah. others like leonard finette oj howard they're going to be able to be like well if tom coming back shoot we might as well just try to bring the band back together to try to do two out of three years. Um, so, yeah. Um, but another trade, another, another big news that happened was your team. Y'all mm. went out and got Carson Wentz. Y'all gave up mm. a third round pick essentially. Um, and then another third round pick that is conditional to become mm. a second round pick for a guy that, for a guy that, let's just be honest, this past season, he played, if you look at his numbers, he played well. 27 touchdowns, seven picks. If he had those numbers for the Washington, uh, for the Commanders, they probably make the playoffs. With that being said, what are your thoughts on the Wentz trade? Ooh, you want my thoughts on the trade or my thoughts on Carson Wentz? Because those are two very different things. I want your thoughts on the trade, the actual trade that happened. We can get to Okay. So if I just assess it from the picks that were given up for the player that was received. Yes. I have no issue with the trade. At all. I have no issue with the compensation given up for the player with the exception of um, it would have been nice to not take on the full $28 million because right. it hampers you greatly this offseason. I think that's the part where it's a little bit of an ouch, like, did you have to take all the money? But I will also say that if there was even one other team involved. Which right, the report said uh, that there were other teams involved. Right, right. So this is the same this is the same Washington franchise that missed out on Stafford last year. They made an offer. Detroit said no. Right. Missed out on Russell Wilson this year. He went to Seattle. They said no. Both those guys ended up going other places, which means they were available. Our front offense was going after guys that were on the market. Right. We didn't get them. And so I think this is a product of a franchise that, you know, for the last, I don't know, five, six years, doesn't know who their starting quarterback is going to be until the end of training camp, sometimes not even until week one. That's very true. 
you know, like, yes, is it a lot of money? Absolutely. Am I upset about two third round picks? Nah, not at all. I, I mean, not to say that you don't find value in the third round. I'm, I'm not dis- discrediting folks that get drafted there by any means. But if you as a front office believe that this is a starting quarterback in the NFL, because right, um, I forgot who made the quote. It was a couple years ago, but someone once said, there's 32 starting quarterback jobs in, in the NFL. And there's never 32 starting quarterbacks. That's very like, true. That's a very good right? quote. So, 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 you know, if, if, if you believe that you have one of those guys and you gave up two third round picks to get them, then you take that trade. Right. And I think, um, you know, given what they actually gave up in my, I'm like, uh, the conditional third to second, uh, right. But overall, I think, are they better? The real question is, are they better today than they were? Uh, are they better now than they were before the trade? I would say yes. It's an upgrade from Heineke. I don't, I don't think anybody would dispute that. I, I, I'll dispute it. You asked me about the trade. You didn't ask me how how I felt about Carson. Okay. Now, if we want to talk now about go Carson, now go go there go there. How do you feel about Carson? If 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 we want to talk about Carson Wentz, boy. Okay. So just so we can break this down for a second. Just break it. So down. my man's. My man was uh, he was uh, he he was having an MVP season. Yep, he was gonna get MVP and then tore his ACL. Then he tore his ACL. He's got another good year. Gets hurt. Nick Foles comes in. They win a Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, which would lead me to believe. Might have been the coach and the system and the defense and the old line and some of the skill players more so than the person behind the center. But I will I will let folks have their opinions on that. Now he got ran out of Philly. They yes. ran him up out of there because boy was playing like hot hot garbage behind a third, fourth, fifth, sixth string offensive line where they were just signing dudes off the street. That literally year. off the street. And like, dudes was working at Walmart. Right. And they still felt that he wasn't the answer. Irrespective of the situation, they were like, nah, we got to get Buddy up out of here. Right. So they Because he out. got his feelings hurt. Because he got his feelings hurt because they drafted the quarterback in the third round. So let's, let's just hold that. So now he goes to Indy. Right. The coach vouching for him. He put his Same neck like, out. Legit. He put his neck out. My guy shows up. 27 touchdowns, seven picks behind the best offensive line in football and yep. arguable and arguably arguable arguable arguably maybe a top three running back in the league. I think he's tough. Because I, I, I mean, listen, I'm I'm a I'm gonna stand for Derrick Henry until he retires. I was well, yeah, he's the he's the top early. dog. He's the top dog. Right, right, right. I I was a year early on his breakout, so you know, I was a year early, but he eventually got there. Like, uh, and Green Bay got another one too. Y'all watch out for AJ Dillon this year. They should have unleashed him last year. They didn't give him enough touches, but he's coming. But AJ Dillon ain't gonna be nothing like Corey Dillon. But let's continue. That, 
AJ Dillon is a savage. You'll see. Anyway, it just all depends on if they're going to move Aaron Jones out the way to get the ball. Now, in terms of Jonathan Taylor, like I said, if he's, if, if, if he's not top two or he's not top three or he's not top five, he's top ten. Without of course, question. of course. He's, he's top so, two. Right. So, and they had a solid defense. They did. They, they have one of the best defenses in the board. The Forrest right, Buckner right. Um, and those yep. boys, they, they get after the fourth quarter. Darius, Darius, Darius Leonard, Leonard yeah. like, like they, got, they got ballers on that side of the ball. And then week 18 rolls around, and Carson Wentz looks like Carson Wentz. So you say, okay, so 27 touchdowns, seven picks on paper looks great. Yes, yes. But yes. the reality is, is that the coach just came out and basically had to apologize publicly for telling you last year that you should have believed in this guy. And that really is everything that I needed to hear about what I already knew about Carson Wentz. But yeah. he ain't got no heart. He ain't got no heart. And truthfully, I am not convinced. I'm not convinced he even beats out Taylor for the starting job right now. Because stop? if there's one thing that I know about Taylor Heineke, the boy got heart. Yeah, yeah. He's going to stretch and claw he, you to he, death. He, He's he not going to play. He, he might have a training camp arm. But he got heart. He do. And, he do. and now maybe, maybe you take that and it pushes Carson. But boy, because see, here's what they can no longer do. And this is, this is actually probably the only thing about the trade that I really, really didn't like. You can't go and take another quarterback now. No, no, no. There's no move with Malik Willis. There ain't no Matt because, Corral, because, Kenny Pickett, none because, of that. Because the reality is Carson has already shown you what happens when you do that. He will fold. And like he a will pout. Yep. Like, that is what he does. And the only other thing that I'll say about Wentz, because I want, I want us to be able to dialogue a little bit here, is those interception numbers do not tell the story of Carson Wentz as a quarterback. That boy puts that football on the turf like nobody's business back there in terms of fumbles every year since he's been in the league. So his interception numbers don't always look that bad, but those fumble numbers for a quarterback do not look great. And you cannot – not take that into account when assessing his ability to play the position because he does hold on to the ball too long and he does try to do too much in the pocket and he doesn't get rid of the ball on on time making the right reads he's he's always been a quote-unquote playmaker yes he'll make a dude miss and then he'll fire some ball down the field to some guy that should even be open but a three-step drop and hit an out route Carson ain't done it a single year he's been in the league so, yeah, I mean, well, you look at his numbers. Last year, he ain't played bad. Now, you want to talk about the fumbles? Yes, he's had four lost fumbles. Um, when you combine that with the turnovers, he had 27 touchdowns, seven, uh, 11 turnovers. Um, his, his quarterback's rating ain't bad. The one bad season that he had, if you really want to break it down, was his last Philly, uh, his last season in Philly where he was just, like, he was playing with you, me, and the janitors. Um, but even before that, his MVP, quote-unquote, season, 33 touchdowns, seven picks. Like, 
that 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 works. 2019, 27 and seven, 27 touchdowns, seven picks. Like this notion that this guy is some scrub, I don't like it. Now, granted, if it was me, I'm not doing that. But then again, I would have paid Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins whatever that he wanted. But that's neither here nor there. But you know, y'all y'all can sit with that one because. You know, y'all still looking for a quarterback that's better than Kirk Cousins. But anywho, I say all this to say he's better than Heineke. Heineke will push him. But more importantly, this time, the first time since Alshon Jeffrey, he got a bona fide stud. Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, whatever you want to call him, that's a bona fide stud. That's a number one receiver. You, I don't care what corner you put on him, he's going to have hell to pay because – Terry McCoy is that. Now, the other dudes, they need to get somebody opposite him because Curtis Samuel ain't doing it. Shoot, he ain't doing it. He look worse than Samuel L. Jackson. That, that, like, the man can't play. He he can't play. He, he cannot play the game of football. Well, Curtis, Curtis, will, Curtis will probably give us somewhere between six to ten games this year. If and that. hopefully – If that. And, and – and hopefully he makes an impact in those six to ten games. Right, we'll but see. you can't, you can't. There is no way you sign Curtis Samuel and expect sixteen games a year. Or no, well, I guess now seven. But the money games that they there gave is no him, way. But the money that they gave him, they thought they were gonna get somebody that can play well up to 13, 14 games a season. Now, sure, that's the kind of sure. money which, they commanded. Which he, which I think he did. The year before he got the contract, in yeah, Carolina. yeah, yeah, because in Carolina, yeah. So, 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 you know, like I, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not gonna rehash old decisions. Um, right, right, right. I mean, I, I, I didn't dislike the Curtis Samuel signing. Um, I thought, I actually thought it was a good signing. I just also knew that Buddy is injury prone, and, and so injury prone. the money would, the, the money would have looked good if he played. And it was going to look bad if he didn't. Right now, it looks bad because he didn't play a lot of games last year. Cool. Um, I, but just to put a bow on Carson, um, I wasn't a believer when he was in Philly and he was good. I, 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 I felt it was very fluky. I watched him win a lot of games because, like I said, he made some plays. But Carson is giving you a chance to pick him off every game. He's yes. giving oh, you yeah, one yeah, or two. You'll have a you'll have he, an opportunity. You, you right um, now. It it seems like teams don't capitalize on it a lot, right? So you got to hope that that trend keeps going. If he's your if he's your quarterback, and he's gonna put the ball on the turf, he's gonna hold that thing too long. Yep. And if your DN gets there, it's coming out. I look as a fan, I want nothing more than the team to be successful. Right, but. I will say that if we are, and it is because of Carson Wentz, I will have been dead wrong on him as a quarterback because I'm not a believer in the guy. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Talking about best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time.
to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.